There it is. I'm Charles Holmes from The Ringer Music Show. And I'm Cole Kushner from Dissect. And Charles and I are teaming up to create Last Song Standing, a new show where we determine an artist's single best song by debating our way through their entire catalog. And for our first season, we're covering Kendrick Lamar. We're talking Good Kid to Pimple Butterfly, Damn, Mr. Morale, the mixtapes, the Lucy's, and the features. Listen to Last Song Standing on the Dissect podcast feed only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hello and welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with everything we missed again. Um, <laughs> joyful noise. <laughs> Sorry. And the Ringer's emo week. Wide range. A wide <laughs> yeah. range here today. I feel like most of the time when Amelia finishes that, Kate, me and you like jump on each other yeah. to say something <laughs> funny and the pregnant pause that happened. Yeah. We got. Yeah. Let's just dive right in. All right. We're checking in with the biggest things we missed. We were off last week. We're back. There's actually one very large piece of news, and then the rest kind it of It could follows. have been in like not worth the tea, and we just kind of like scattered things around. But I it's mean, the, one, the elephant in the room we must discuss. Yes, Amelia, please. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm just, I, I, one, I'm very happy for them, but I'm also happy for myself because I've been saying from the beginning they got together that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck were going to get married. And people yeah. laughed at me. You know, the victory lap just continues. <laughs> it I really am, does. I just love it. It's round Thank two, you. baby. Except I will say, you know, like Amanda Dobbins, she didn't believe in me. It's okay. But she's out <laughs> on maternity out. leave. Call well, her <laughs> out while she's I gone. Love Amanda. I think she's great. But I just want to be like, Amanda, I was right. Just a direct <laughs> at to Amanda Dobbins. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Exactly. Love Amanda Dobbins. Right, but I had doubts. I, mean, I, I mean, extremely had doubts. Every people call me, me delusional. It's okay. To get on board. And every time you are steadfast and like, no, they're not only serious, but they are going to get married. No, it's not only that they're vacationing in Montana with their kids. They are going to get married. You've been sure about Thank that. You. you were right. You were right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. know mm-hmm. what? I appreciate this. Yes. yes. I, I was now, right. they're on, um, now they're on their honeymoon, right? Now so they, got they married. are on their honeymoon. Okay. Yeah. So on July 17th, she sent out her newsletter on the JLo, which I get two copies of because I get one to my work email and one to my personal email. <laughs> And that's really funny. <laughs> the subject, Sorry. Uh, no, yeah, I should like actually delete one of them or unsubscribe <laughs> one of them, but I'm not going to. Um, the subject line was "We did it," and it, of course, was she got married to Ben Affleck, and they got married at the Little White Wedding Chapel in Vegas. Which I everyone's getting married in Vegas. People yeah. love getting married in it's Vegas. It's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to, it used to be like kind of funny and like, oh, you got married at like a quickie wedding in Vegas, but I now know. like. People are making it cool. It's in, yeah. Also, Amelia, as a real JLo fan, is this off-brand? I was like, she's so a little bit. glam. But then, you know, every, every celebrity is doing this, so maybe I'm wrong. But I was surprised no, to see JLo in Las Vegas a, getting married. That's yeah. a good point because you wouldn't really think that that's her style. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. her style is big and like you're saying glam, but this yes. was kind of more subdued. 
Yes. But I guess in a way it's romantic in that, oh, we just couldn't wait to get mm-hmm. married. So we had to do it. So I mm-hmm. guess there's that kind of narrative going on. Mm-hmm. But um, she wrote in her newsletter, love is beautiful. Love is kind. Turns out love is patient. 20 years patient. And that it wow. is. I wow. know. Um, that is cute. Uh, right? I, yeah. I was, and, and she, of course, she set the scene and she's like, we were there with like a, another couple who was like, pair of teenagers and then some other couple that was it was like okay Jayla you don't have to make this all like a beautiful you know little narration <laughs> here deets. just yeah. give us the details okay thank you the ones um, we want. exactly and they, so yes they waited in line with a few other couples they took pictures in a pink Cadillac once owned by mm. Elvis I, was this an Elvis plug I don't know um, and she also shared video and uh, photos she wore two Wedding dresses. One was Zuhair Murad, and the other was apparently from an old movie, which she didn't name. I don't know oh. what old movie it was. The dress okay. kind of looked like something she wore in the wedding planner, but I don't. I no one has really picked up on it yet. So who knows? Mm. Their kids were there as witnesses, and she changed her name to Jennifer Lynn Affleck. J. Oh this my is, gosh. This is what I actually can't get over. Really? Why would you possibly do that? Your whole brand it's is true love. Your yeah. whole true brand love. is your it's last love. name. That's what I was thinking too. Well, I I don't think she's going to go by it. I think she just did it as a symbol of we're together yes. now. And yes, I love you so much, et cetera, et cetera. I can't. He should have been Ben Lopez. I can't get over that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. Really, did you see that really old clip of her on the red carpet from when they were together 20 years ago and someone asked her about changing her last name and she goes, yeah, I'll go by Jennifer Affleck. Of course I will. Like blah, blah, blah. Oh and gosh. then that's been recirculating and I was like, oh, that's so Oh, sweet. It's really coming full circle. And usually, like, I'm against women changing their name, <laughs> but I'm all for it, I guess. I guess I'm all for it. I She's was the not exception to every rule for you. And I love that. <laughs> exactly. I love exactly. That. And now they're honeymooning in Paris, which sounds mm-hmm. absolutely lovely. Uh, he has fallen asleep on a, <laughs> on a boat. Yes. Those photos are great. Mouth agape. He just, will be a meme until he dies. He just he really can't will. not he be. Can't escape. Yeah. Which, that is his lot in life. It Which is. I, you know, I think he's fine with, honestly. <laughs> it's a vital at service. This point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It keeps him relevant. So it does. It does. Just happy yeah. for him. Happy for her. Happy for them both. Happy for you, Amelia. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay. Um, and not so happy news. Next, what we missed last week was was again some Kardashian drama. I'm sure like 10 other things happened with that family, but the one that we're focusing on is this Kylie Jenner jet travel drama. And it actually started, she, to be honest, brought this on herself. Because last week she posted an Instagram and it's her and Travis Scott all cuddled up on a tarmac. And the caption is, do you want to take mine or yours? And it's two jets on a tarmac because they both have one. And they're ruining our planet. Everyone <laughs> was like, hey, everything is on fire. Can we not? Can you not brag about this? Even if you're going to do it, like right. just they're Read so the room tasteless. A little bit. Just a little about, bit. It's yeah. just insane. So then this account already existed, but like all of these things kind of came together at once. Um, it's a Twitter account called Celebrity Jets. It's actually incredible. It's run by a 19-year-old named Jack Sweeney, but it's like an automated bot that just tracks celebrity jet airlines and where they go and the flight duration. And then therefore what he's been adding on recently is kind of like the emissions that come from Mm. these flights, kind of their environmental impact. Anyway, Kylie Jenner is, was in big trouble because she's been taking these very, very short flights, like under like 15 minute flights from various parts of LA in a private plane, like Van Nuys to Camarillo or Like, you know, wherever the hell in Southern California that could be driven by a car very easily. She wouldn't even, you know, whatever big bus or big private car she has. Like these things could be avoided. Right. But then as I dive more into this and I I dove into celebrity jets, it's not just her and she is to blame because they're so annoying. And like Kylie and Travis don't need to have two separate flights going pretty much the same places. (laughs) But like so many celebrities are taking these small flights. And the further I went into celeb jets, the more I just was getting mad at like everybody. Like Blake Shelton's jet went 10 minutes somewhere in the South. (sighs) Tiger Woods took a flight from like two of the same places in Northern California. A-Rod is taking them everywhere. Like all of these celebrities 
are taking these flights like within like a 20 minute flight time. And it's just not drive. just her. It's just fucking drive. everyone. Just drive. Just uh, have maybe someone not else drive Tiger you. Woods drive because he's a well, bad, he's a notorious right. bad driver. One have exception. someone else drive. One yeah. exception. Yeah. I, you guys, yeah. the, it's That's like, not, it's, I actually, I'm fascinated by this and I want to follow them. But at the same time, I think I would just get like really irrationally mad at yeah. everyone who's a celebrity. Um, Elon Musk Ugh. took a 10 minute flight. It was six miles. Of course he did. Six of miles. Of course he did. It takes longer to go to wherever your jet is and get yes. on the jet and wait and sit there and for your pilot to start and stop and take off and land than it would to drive there. I know. Just yep. drive. I know. So anyway, I'm upset, but then also it's like everybody else too. It So we can right. blame her for sure, but also blame almost every other A-list celeb with a private plane because they're all wow. doing it. It's wow. so annoying. It's that's oh my god. That's I know. But we're out like, here with our paper straws. So great. you're welcome. And those things suck. I'm they sorry. Suck. But they, really, they don't suck, them. which is the problem. They just oh, have nice one. That's good. That's a good okay, what Thanks. else did we miss last you week? You guys. Okay, this is where we really get into like the deranged not worth the tea stuff. Uh <laughs> but you know, we've created a brand here on Tea Time, and a large part of that brand is taking a stand against low-rise pants. And so we have to talk about the most egregious low-rise pants I've literally ever seen, which made their debut last week on Julia Fox, who, listen, I'll acknowledge it. She just wants attention, and it's fine. And she's chaotic, and she wears mm-hmm. insane things so mm-hmm. that people like us will talk about it, <laughs> and it works. And we have to talk about it because she yeah. wore a pair of pants uh, to a party this week that... We're almost not safe for public consumption in terms yeah. of how low they went. There is a full foot below her belly button before these pants go into like a V. Uh, and I, first of all, I don't know how they're staying up. She said that there was a hook somewhere that was holding them up. I'm like, what is it? But what is it hooked to? Oh, shit. oh I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I don't understand what it is it taped. But she literally said like in an Instagram live, she's been talking about them because everyone's been talking about them. She was like, they're held up by a single hook, which I just don't understand what it's maybe in the back she's wearing like a bikini top with it but i don't think it's hooked in the back i don't know but she also has been talking about like her hair regimen when she put them on and like making sure nothing was showing because again they go so incredibly low she's been very open about that on instagram because of course she has and i just have a lot of questions uh and amelia please (laughs) i I mean i (laughs) well you saw how low they were and you could the color of her skin looked like someone that has just been freshly waxed. Like there right. was That's what a I said. redness so, okay, there. Let's get into it. Let's get into what she said. She said she had to shave around the pants, oh. which I'm like, mm, first of all, you're not doing that. Like you're not risking a couple inches there. Right. I know that you just got you just got to get in there, take care of everything and then put on the pants. Like I'm like, that is not true. I know that's not true, but you're right. There is there is a, a level of like you it's 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 terrifying it, there's personally. also the way it was read down there it was like that doesn't come from shaving that comes from a fresh <laughs> waxing like you Thank just you. stepped out Listen, of <laughs> i had the same thoughts and i'm so glad that you verbalized them I'm sorry also it's again just... the fact that these pants are just exposing this entire area we can't let we can't let this continue this has to be a one and done like bjork Naked dress <laughs> situation. It has we can't, got to be another to way here. to be like grabby with your clothes. <laughs> right. And I know we're stretching the limits in all areas. And she is specifically with her looks. But like, right. there's got to be a, a better But here's way. the thing. This is a new way. Like, I had thought that we had reached the innovation <sighs> of like parts of your body that you can expose yeah. in a public setting. That's like, whoa, controversial. Sure. This is new. To be fair. She's an innovator. New. She is an innovator. She and is. Uh, she's so chaotic. And like, again, I just like, I kind of appreciate it. You know, these are not aesthetically pleasing looks. Sure. It's not like, <laughs> oh, I want to look like Megan Fox and like wear really skin tight outfits that like will make men want to sleep with me. These are like insane choices. And to a Absolutely degree, I just, insane. I almost respect it <laughs> yes. from a celebrity standpoint, you know? Yeah. Uh, I your mean, face is saying no. <laughs> no, it's good fodder. You're correct. Right. I yes. just. Yeah. I don't it's, know. I mean, we can't. We can't. We can't. It's too low. And she again, is an artist. She, she, she is an artist. It, does, it yeah. goes back to her whole like performance art thing yes, that she used does. to do. Like 
and you can tell that she has that sort of side of her. Uh, right. But she she has been <laughs> talking about them, and I now I worry that because of people like us, she will continue to wear them and like make it her thing. Uh, yeah, she can continue so, to wear them. I need no, no one, one else, else to right. wear. Them. Yeah. We have to. It, do, we it have to keep and stops it here. Yeah, this is like a one time deal. I totally agree. Yeah. That's what we have to make sure is that but, this doesn't <laughs> contribute to the low rise movement that we're fighting every day. <laughs> but will would this be a good Halloween get up? Like, oh, no, it, I, it would, I like it but I don't would, think but most people should go that low. <laughs> right. Okay. Just make sure. it a V. I mean, if you want to do like sure. the slutty Halloween thing, like it's certainly a bold choice. It also yeah. is like not quite recognizable enough, I would say. And sure. again, like it's not aesthetically pleasing. It's just like, what the fuck am I looking at? Um, you know, that's our opinion. We don't know. That's true. That's true. Anyway, Maybe let's some people move are into on that. her. her. <laughs> Her look. Thank you for engaging with me on this topic. I just love that she looks like the top half of a centaur. But anyway, okay. Right. Yes, she does. <laughs> okay. okay. Last thing. I'm so curious about this. You I guys, missed this when I was on vacation. So I actually really? do need this explanation. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So this woman, this woman who goes by the name of Chef P, P-I-I, who is a chef. She's a private chef in Miami. She invented a new condiment which she called pink sauce. And it has gone viral on TikTok for all the wrong reasons. Um, mm. So this woman has been dousing everything she eats with this thing called pink sauce that she uses. And she's like, pink sauce is great. Oh my God, pink sauce tastes so wonderful. But the thing is, she won't tell people what it tastes like. She won't describe the taste because I guess the taste is indescribable, except many <laughs> people who have ordered pink sauce uh, say it tastes like just like ranch. And sure. another thing about the pink sauce is that the sauce color, which is pink, seems to change in every <laughs> video that is made huh? about it. Yeah. So it ranges from like kind of a magenta, darker uh, pink all the way to like a really light. I've seen one that was like white. Yeah. And then there's like the Pepto-Bismol, like mid-range. Yep, exactly. It's the color changes. So that's kind of suspicious. And people are like, huh? It's single batch. And like each time the the, the recipe turns out to be a different color. Okay. okay, okay, Yes. Yeah. Um, But anyway, she so she claims that the ingredients are like dragon fruit and honey and sunflower seed oil and chili, which is spelled incorrectly on the (laughs) uh, back and uh, garlic. And then vinegar is listed as a flavor, but it's also spelled incorrectly. And (laughs) the ingredients are spelled incorrectly on the label and on the website in which she sells this. Um, from. So are people and, ingesting this on purpose? Yes, people. It's sold out currently and it's $20 oh, no. a bottle. <laughs> and I've seen some people say that they've paid $25 for shipping. So that's like $45 <gasps> per bottle. And oh my God. The, the, it doesn't even end there. The expiration date is not listed. Um, and <laughs> oh, it doesn't cool. say that the sauce has to be refrigerated. So she's sending them in literally plastic bags uh, which sh- this is oh. liquid and it should be sent in like a box but it's literally like just wrapped in plastic and then a label over it and this has <laughs> led to some of them been uh having been exploded in transit i saw a video where this woman opened it up and the, she it was white she opened the top and it like it, it was gassy and it almost <gasps> exploded in her face People, we so can't do this good. for the meme. I know that you want to engage it's, with the content, but like there has to be a better maybe way. Maybe not. Right. And then also the nutrition facts are also uh, insane. <laughs> Besides uh, stuff being spelled wrong, it says that there are 90 calories per one tablespoon. Stop. <laughs> yeah. And that there are 444 servings per container, but that the math doesn't add up because that would be like 20. Someone did the math and they said that'd be like 28 cups. And there are clearly not 28 cups in this little squeeze bottle. But apparently she said there were 444 servings because it was an angel number. So okay, that's scientific. We have to stop. Why are people doing this? Why? Why would you eat the pink sauce? Are people doing taste reviews online? Yeah. And people are on TikTok being like, 
it tastes like ranch. Like everyone has said it tastes like ranch. Uh, there's been unboxings where people are like, uh, this came totally exploded in my face. Um, <laughs> it's really soggy and disgusting. And so everyone is in an uproar because it's like, what? this is sold out. You people are buying this stuff. And she being <sighs> Chef P later went on TikTok Live to clarify some of the drama. And uh, when asked if it was FDA approved, she said, what do you mean FDA approved? I don't sell medical products. The pink sauce is not a medical product. Stop. Oh, my God. We can't do this. We can't. We just the Internet was a mistake. Me thinks. Yeah. Uh, So um, that's pink sauce. Thank Uh, you so much for that journey. Any world. Try it. Yeah. You know what? I would if if the (laughs) ringer and Spotify paid to ship. $45 $45 What if it came in a me? bag and was hot okay, from the no. sun? You know what? I take that back. I <laughs> would ask for a refund. And I think people have been doing that too. And mm. they, they said that they would ship them a new bottle, which well, is at least not a refund, but okay. <laughs> so that's oh, sauce. Okay. Just, wow. just stick to your, stick yeah. to your regular sauces, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not worth it. It's right. not worth it. It's not. It's not. So. Thank you okay. so much for that. Next category, let's do not worth the tea, relationship news, and this week in social media. So on social media, I'm sure you guys have been seeing this too. It's mostly on Instagram, a little bit on TikTok. Something is afoot with High School Musical, the original, (laughs) the OG series. Mm. Zac Efron, six days ago, posted an Instagram in front of East High. Uh, There's a banner that says 100 years of tradition. You know, he's in the place where it all happened. He's got his hands up. Like this, just love like in it. High School Musical. Um, his dad, who we love on Tea Time, we Bart do. Johnson, oh, yeah. was uh, commenting and said, welcome home, son. <gasps> okay, so like everyone's like, hmm, what is Zach Efron doing here? Oh Vanessa Hudgens <gasps> also posted like a real slash TikTok uh, in front of the school, same spot, uh, with the song Breaking Free. Wait, she was Whoa. there too? Yeah, like no photos of them together, but she posted a photo also in front of said high school. This is huge. It is huge. And the dad commented on that as well. So he's really, if there's someone gunning for this reason. He's in the comments. Listen, and we respect it. (laughs) But something something is going on, you guys. I don't know if there's going to be like a high school musical four. I don't know if it's going to be like, I don't know if they're at their 10-year reunion. Like, some oh. reunion brings them back. I don't know. Do you guys think that... I mean, they... Okay, here's my thoughts. I feel like enough time has passed for those two as artists, actors, you could say, where their careers have gone in a way where they could be in a high school musical for. It's not like one of them is Brad Pitt, where they're like, I right. need to be in whatever this... Like, they have the time. They don't and, have, like, right. the Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart. Vibe. Exactly. Like, and, they, like, this yeah, is a fun a movie. Point. The fans it want movie. it. Vanessa True. Hudgens is, like, on the Netflix circuit. Like, this is kind of the movie that I feel like she would slot right back into. Right. Um, I don't know. I feel like this... Or unless they're wow. doing... I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's got to be something. I would love a movie, to be clear. I wouldn't rule it out in the future. However, my theory would be that it would be like the Friends HBO reunion, but for like Disney Plus. You know, like a Disney Plus oh, high school musical sure. reunion of some sort. Wow. You know? Oh, you know what? Wow. That feels more like a pretty good call. Especially the other thing I was going to say is I feel like enough time has passed between the two of them as a couple. They have Mm. both been in like multiple other significant relationships. They're both, you know, so much older now. I feel like they could, it would be nice to like bring them together as like, you know, to reminisce on this time because they were so young and so iconic. So I didn't realize she was there too. I thought this was like a Mm -hmm. one-off, but something is afoot. You're right. Something is afoot. I love okay. your detective work here because that that's I did not put two and two together. I didn't, yeah. I, like I said, I didn't even know like Kate yeah. uh, that she was there too. So this is yeah. this is huge. Like I'm not this even. This is like what? Are we getting another HSA? Oh my! I can't even. I would love that. <sighs> I wasn't even like that big Holy a fan crap. at the time, but now just for the the I don't know the sheer yeah. reunion of it all. The Absolutely. sheer reunion of it for sure. Please, mm-hmm. wow, <sighs> thrilling. Okay, next thing. Mm, not sure if anyone will care about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I um, care. Thank you. There's like a Love is Blind Bachelor franchise kind of romance happening. Ugh. And it's actually not the first time in Oof. like the last six months that people have gotten together. But anyway, Amelia Blake Moynes. Is that from Katie 
Thurston season. Am I getting that? Is he that was, where he comes from? He well, actually, he first showed up on the Tasha Claire season. Oh hell, okay, yeah. And then oh, that's was, right. Yeah, okay. This is where I really started trailing off, and I watched like one every ten episodes. But that's <laughs> right. You're right. You're right. So him, everyone knows him. He actually ended up with Katie for a while. They broke up. Right. Right. Okay. He has been seen a lot with Love is Blind season two star, Natalie. Oh. I don't know if you guys remember her. She was with a real jackal of a man and then they since <laughs> broke up. But anyway, they're like vacationing together. They're oh. like, he's very big into the environment and saving animals. So they're doing some of that. But anyway, I think they're dating, which is very cute. I like them better than the other Bachelor, Love is Blind couple, which again, don't know if you guys are aware. Blake Horstman oh, from, right. from God, Becca JoJo. Season. Oh, Beck, Jesus. Yes. Okay. Um, I, and then season one, Gia, Gia, Gianna. Oh, Gianna, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're dating. I, so, <laughs> you know that that saying, like the meme on Twitter, it's like, if, if I had a dime for every time this happened, I'd have two dimes. We're like, so that's like really weird that I have two dimes. It's like, it's like that. It's like, if I had a dime for every time a Love is Blind and Bachelor contestant got together, I don't know, that fact that I have it twice is like a little odd. But anyway, reality TV, crazy place. Oh my God. I love your take on that meme. <laughs> really special. That, that's the same thing, right? along those lines. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I, I worry here. I just feel like he is such a fame grubbing person. And Which Blake's? Both Blake's? Well, actually, well, I was going to say no, only Blake Moines, but then I remember that Blake Horseman is also on All-Star Shore streaming on Paramount Plus, which I have not looked at yet. Oh but, my gosh. Um, I think actually that's where he met Gianna, but uh, I just, Blake Moines seems like uh, uh, just kind of, a, which if you're a himbo, more power. To, that's great. I, thank you. We need more himbos in this world. But he just seems like uh, a fame whore himbo, which is like the that's worst tough. kind of himbo. You yeah. know, it's a dangerous game to blend these two worlds. I feel like the bachelor world game. is like so incestuous and so on top of each other to yeah. bring in these very chaotic people from Love is Blind into oh. this world feels like a feels like a. An interesting time. So An interesting. Anyway. That is so true. Are you watching? Now I'm going to ask you. Are you watching the two Bachelorettes? No. Okay. No. Are That's you? Okay. Yeah. Well, yes, I have to. But yeah. It- oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm yeah. freed from those shackles. Um, no, I cannot. I am better for it. I'm a free person. But if anyone wants to talk, love is blind. Please DM me. Anyway. Okay. Next one. Oh. Well, Nick Cannon and Brie Taisi had a baby. She, well, she obviously birthed the baby, um, I, I guess a month ago, but we're just getting the news that they have a newborn son that I don't, this is, I don't even care to know what number child this year. Uh, is, this is Nick. Cannon's, I can only count so high, you know, exactly. Right. I only, only have through, like, 10 fingers, math. you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, here's the re- like happy, like congrats, whatever, whatever. Um, but here's the kicker. They named their son legendary love. Wow. Mm. Listen, I am not here to make fun of people's names. We are. It's okay, fine. I am. Because <laughs> this name, listen, okay, I was thinking about this and I was thinking, legend, I'm sorry. Okay, well, if you were just to name him legendary, okay, but that's also kind of a lot to live up to if your name was freaking legendary, that'd be yikes. Right. But legendary love, that's the kind of name that will get you beat up. And I worry for this kid. Doesn't, shouldn't, isn't it, shouldn't be legend? Legend love sounds kind of sick. Legendary love sounds ridiculous. It's like describing the love. Yes. Right, exactly. Which is especially silly when your dad and mom, (laughs) like their love is arguably probably not legendary considering how many loves he has experienced in his life. That's a great point. It's it's a passing love at best, probably. (laughs) I'm just confused by that. That's a good, you, you're 100% correct. I, I feel like my brain is broken that I feel like legend love is like a very normal name and legendary <laughs> love is like one step legendary too far. Legendary love is like you're naming your child like a thing. Whereas like legend love, yeah, it's like, that's yeah. it doesn't make sense, but like it could be a name. Right. Yes, legendary right. love is like naming your child like, I don't even know. 
I don't even know. But like, like it's best like sex of my life. Cover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's uh, like a it's like a label. It is a, it is so a label. Weird. And that's pretty hard to overcome. It is know? tough. Good luck to that child. So truly, for so many reasons. For so for so many reasons. Okay, moving on. Um <laughs> huge news. Brittany is going to allegedly, this is according to page six, she's going to collaborate with Elton John for her comeback and she will Yay. cover, yeah, his Tiny Dancer song, which is a great song. Wow. It's like probably my favorite song of his. And um, she was also, she was pictured on her Instagram on a rooftop with Taryn Edgerton, who mm. played Elton oh, John yeah. in the biopic a few years ago. Um, but yeah, page six is like, she's going to record Tiny Dancer. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm a little afraid because I don't think she's a bad singer, but the clips that she's been posting recently of herself singing, there's a lot of runs. There's Mm. a lot of, uh, like, you know, (laughs) it's ambitious. And also it's like, you don't need all those runs. That was never like her thing. Right. Exactly. And also that song doesn't require that. It's just going to say, yeah, yeah, better without Mm -hmm. all that. You know, it's like, I don't want to, Listen to you go, and you know, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm a little worried. So, right. well, you know, we'll but any word, expectations low and yeah, like we're yeah. them. Sure. Any word on when this is coming out? Is this like a 2023 thing? Um, Probably. You know, great question. I don't. Maybe oh, fall, winter. Actually, it says the track is set to be released by Universal Music next month. So Whoa. maybe August. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whoa. So that's exciting. Yeah. All right. Great. We won't have to wait long then. There you Beautiful. go. Yeah. Okay, last one. All right, last thing. This is silly, but I do love to talk about JoJo Siwa. Uh, mm-hmm. And she went viral this week for posting a TikTok about the nicest and rudest celebrity she's ever met, which I love when celebrities do this because like, <laughs> there's just a level of like, I don't care about it. And you know mm-hmm. that they're probably telling the truth at this point. She said that Miley Cyrus is one of the nicest celebrities she ever met. And she Aww. named uh, Full House star... Uh, Candace Cameron Burr <laughs> as the rudest celebrity she ever met because she tried to take a picture with her when she was 11. And uh, apparently, quote, it wasn't a good time for Candace. So mm. this turned into a whole thing. Oh, Candace God. Cameron Burr posted like a Bible verse on her Instagram. Of course she did. People like went back and forth. Jojo had to like clear it up. Be like, I'm not saying she's a bad person, but like, you know, you want to take a picture with someone that you grew up watching and like mm-hmm. they aren't very nice to you. It stands out. Uh, sure. So then Candace Cameron Burr posted this like apology video. And the funniest thing about this is all the people in the comments of this video oh, being like, you are so brave like oh. <laughs> for apologizing to Jojo Siwa. My favorite is Tori Spelling commented and said, you are officially my spirit animal. Which I'm like, what, what? is that? First of all, we stopped Tori saying spirit spelling. animal like five years ago. Second of all, what does that even mean? Tori oh, well, spelling? It's Tori spelling. Okay, I don't she, think she's right. like she living on this no, plane. No. She said, so eloquently put, I'm sitting here crying watching this video. Ring so true. You are truly an inspiration. Inspiration. See, I still have pink sauce on the brain. Uh <laughs> She literally is apologizing to Jojo Siwa and apparently Tori Spelling is, is inspired by this. That's I dark. First of all, just like be nice to little children who want to take pictures with you. I don't well, know yeah. that's you that have, hard. Do you know how thick of a skin Jojo Siwa has by growing up oh, with right. Abby Lee Miller and she still thinks that Cameron, Candace <laughs> exactly. Cameron is the rudest celebrity? The bar is high. That's a great point. For that. Also, speaking of Jojo Siwa, I just have to say, you know, she had that ponytail for a long time. That was like her thing. Mm. And I remember in the early days of Jojo Siwa, people were always talking about her hairline. They were like, girl, you like got to watch that hairline. She always had that pulled back ponytail. Mm-hmm. Well, she has a bald spot now that what? she posted about online. She like showed a video and she has like bald spots near her hairline because of this video. She has a really cute like short haircut now. It's super cute. Uh, but yeah, she officially does have a I know. bald spot. She says because it's from a stress rash when she was a child because it was such an intense situation yeah. she was in it's just so sad mm, very tough uh but also um, you know wear your ponytails loose you guys don't tie them back too tight just let your hair breathe mm-hmm. uh so i still stand jojo siwa honestly candace yeah. camera burr can eat it i'm sure she was rude <laughs> uh and i'm sure miley cyrus was nice so yes there you agreed. Go. i believe yeah. jojo me too this episode is brought to you by ebay authenticity guarantee you'll know real when you get it 
It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. All right, let's Let's do do cringe mode. Let's do cringe mode. All right. Um, this week we're doing Joyful Noise, a 2012 classic. Someone want to talk about the inspiration behind Oops. this choice? Yes. Guys, Kiki Palmer has been in the news this week. She's starring in Nope, which is the new scary movie by Jordan Peele that I would mm. like to see but can't. <laughs> uh, and oh, yeah. she, you know, we on Tea Time have always been team Kiki Palmer. We love Kiki Palmer. And she was in the news uh, specifically this week because someone tweeted about uh, comparing her to Zendaya and talking about colorism in Hollywood and how their careers might look different if colorism didn't exist or hadn't affected them. Kiki responded, basically had this whole thing about being like, baby, I'm Kiki Palmer. Like, I have had hundreds of roles. Like, I'm a one in a generation talent. Like, I'm doing fine. We won't get into it. Higher Learning talked about it at length. I think obviously there are two sides of this where like colorism is a very real and pressing issue. And also like mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer and Zendaya have totally different goals and careers. And like mm-hmm. we don't need to compare them. But we were like, we should talk about Kiki. We should watch a Kiki Palmer movie because we love her and she is great. And she is a once in a generation her. talent. Yes. So initially we were thinking Akilah and the Bee just because we liked it. We watched it when we were young. Uh, but I was on Kiki Palmer's IMDb and I saw... Dolly Parton and I saw Queen Latifah <laughs> in a little picture and I said we have to watch whatever the hell this is so uh, I did regret making that choice ultimately <laughs> however it, it is a classic cringe mode it does fit the bill maybe a little more than Aquila and uh-huh. would have yeah uh-huh. uh, Joyful Noise is about a church choir basically headed up by these two rival women uh, after Dolly Parton's husband dies and Queen Latifah <laughs> Dolly Parton Kiki Palmer is Queen Latifah's daughter. She has like a romantic fling with Dolly Parton's grandson, who is Jeremy Jordan. Basically, mm. they're competing in some sort of regional church choir gospel competition. Who knows? Who knows, really? <laughs> and they there's all this whole thing about getting funding. Ultimately, it's just like small town arguments trying to get this choir uh, up to speed. It ends with a competition, which we will talk very much about because it's just astonishing (laughs) and otherwise quite a bad movie a lot of just ridiculous plot points and things that didn't need to be included some big hallmark energy i'll be honest yes there are some highlights which we can discuss there are well honestly this like you're saying this is like the perfect cringe mode because boy was it Mm. cringe um yeah i will say you mentioned it the jeremy jordan is in this movie and listen I I don't even like I 
was conscious of Jeremy Jordan only because there's this video on YouTube of this man and he is singing Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to Me Now. And it is you have to watch it to believe it. He is incredible singing the song. I guess he was like blackout drunk singing the song, according to some people. And it's remarkable. I I've watched this video in the last like year since I knew it existed, probably upwards of like 100 times. It is so good. It okay, is a so classic of the internet. It yes, really is. I have never seen this video, never heard of it. When you guys kept talking about the Jeremy Jordan, <laughs> I thought for sure this there was more to it than just one single YouTube video. You guys there mean is. to tell me there's... There is. This is oh, his big viral not, video. Not to me, but to Kate. Yes, please. <laughs> He's like a... A, kind of like an internet fan favorite. Mm. Of, now, Liz, you're very allergic to like the Broadway scene. Indeed. So it stands to reason that you would avoid these kinds of things. <laughs> and really, Amelia, also not a huge like Broadway fan, theater fan. Mm-hmm. So he exists in kind of like the Aaron Tveit, like Broadway, Hollywood okay. space where like people who are big on Broadway tried to make it in Hollywood, never really did it, but like still kind I of see. retain a rabid fan base. Uh, so true. Okay. Juliet Lippman. Juliet Lippman is someone who has very strong thoughts about Jeremy Jordan. But he has. Oh. I think the reason that people like him so much is one, he's extremely talented. But two, he has, he tends to cover like female songs, like this oh. one. He has like a Disney princess medley that went viral. He wow. does like songs from like you know female led musicals all the time, and just mm-hmm. like he was in the last five years with Anna Kendrick, uh, which mm. is a movie adaptation of a musical. So he's definitely like. Somewhere in like the Broadway fandom space is like big, but one of those where like if you're not in that, then you don't know who he is. But this sure. particular, the Celine Dion cover is all time. I'll have to watch this. It's amazing. Yes, it okay, you it's have special. to. So he he's a great singer. Yeah, that was a perfect. Yes, that was a highlight, and I was excited to talk about him because he's just not so, like it, it takes a specific like reason to talk about him because he's just <laughs> kind of like on the fringe of things right. always. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But he is big in a very particular space. You're uh, so correct. Yeah. Liz, what was your highlight? My highlight is Kiki Palmer singing mm. Man in the Mirror. It yes. happens kind of early on. I wish this happened 10 more times in this movie. Yes. It starts with her, just her acoustic. It's like a solo performance. Everyone comes in for the chorus and stuff. But she is so good. And I really feel like we just like sat in it and let her have her moment and her time. And it was just like only her in the shot. She just like got like a solid song just to be like this, like she is that good. And I really appreciated it. And I wish that we kind of did more of that than like, especially what happened at the end of the movie. Um, so yeah, this was definitely the musical highlight. Uh, also I just forgot how good of a singer she is. Like, yeah, I mean, we know like she had that one hit that we talk about all the time that plays in like workout classes constantly. Um, oh yeah what's the one I forget what it's called I should have looked it up uh, I have to look bottoms it up actually up? Bottoms, bottoms Up, up? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a great song it's a that's great a song great I, I literally song. used to go to a workout class that would play that all the time and every time it came out I was like yes Kiki <laughs> it's uh, so good it's so good she should bring back the music career or she should like yeah. get some sort of like Kelly Clarkson show where like oh. she interviews people Ooh. she does skits she sings like just yeah. combine her talents into something that you know what capitalizes on all of them that's so she do you such remember a great singer. she had that show with Michael Strahan and Sarah mm. from The View yeah it was mm-hmm. like Sarah Michael mm-hmm. and Kiki you know what she doesn't need Michael no. and Sarah just it just be Kiki <laughs> Absolutely. She's so funny I and such that a That could very seriously be in her future. I feel like she's ripe for that. It makes the um, most sense for yeah. her, I think. Another highlight was, and we have to give it to them, Queen Latifah and Dolly Parton had some mm. good banter. They were like the yeah. two rivals, big personalities, just like trying to duke it out over what's best for this um, group of people. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously great actresses, but like the two of them together, because they're such powerhouses in different ways. Like I just really, I don't know. It was engaging to watch. And in a movie where we're looking for highlights, this is definitely one of them. <laughs> it was a big one for yeah. sure. They, they personally did not disappoint. Like they did what they Agreed. could. Yeah. Yeah. With what was there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and on that note, I love that Dolly is just always going to look like Dolly. Like imagine Dolly Parton mm. being in a movie and wearing anything other than like her usual outfits her usual wigs. Like yeah. <laughs> Queen Latifah is like, okay, like I'll, you know, I, I'm an actress and I'll change yeah. to fit whatever role you want me to change to mm-hmm. some degree. 
But Dolly Parton's like, I'm going to show up in this and like, this is what I'm wearing. (laughs) You know, like it just is like very specifically Dolly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just great. She is who Mm -hmm. she is. I also appreciate them casting actual singers in this movie. I feel like Mm -hmm. the 2022 version of this movie is like picking some up and coming actor who can't sing and just like auto tuning them to death. Whereas like, you know, Jeremy Jordan, like kind of a Broadway nobody, especially at this time, like Kiki Palmer was like, you know, not a huge star. Now it's like it would have been someone from Euphoria and like a Jonas brother, which again would have been a singer, but like he can't act. So like, you know, it it just mm-hmm. it would have been different, I think, if they did this today. The strategy has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did pick like actual talented singers for this, which did help on the music. Yeah. Front. Point. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Another highlight. I love scenes in like competitive music movies, of which we have watched <laughs> many. <laughs> Where they're watching like this amazing rival choir or like even Mm -hmm. in like Bring It On, like another group or something. Mm -hmm. There's always a scene where like they walk into the competition and they see this rival group and we watch their song or whatever for like a minute and they're amazing. And the group's like, oh, we should just leave. Like we'll (laughs) never beat them. Or like this, you know, this happens twice in this movie. They're like, where did they get all these people? And then at the end, they have like this amazing little, little kid singer and they're like, is this even legal? And it's like, they're always right. Like it is always tough to beat these mm-hmm. teams. And it's just, Camp Rock has one. Glee has them just out the ass. Pitch <laughs> yeah, Perfect. Every Pitch Perfect movie has one of these. <laughs> and it's just like, it's such a trope of like this genre of movie, but it just always hits. <laughs> That's right. so true. You know? But but did, I thought it was kind of weird that even though it is fun to watch and I did enjoy those little kids at the end, I was like, we're really spending a long time on these little kids. Yes. Yeah, they it's, also it was got a long full time. three minute song. They did. I was saying <laughs> like, the full thing. We need okay. like a minute. We yeah. need a minute. And yeah. it's just like interesting. It was too choice. long. It was yeah. too long. Also, an interesting <laughs> choice was the ending mashup, which you can find on YouTube. And I highly suggest you have you to look find it, up. it. You do. It has <laughs> to be experienced <laughs> to be believed because um, they decide to mash up. A variety of popular music, um, including Usher's Yeah, but they they do it in a way that pleases God because they change the <laughs> lyrics to I wrote some of it down because I was like, are you kidding me right now? And I had Thank to like so rewind and watch several times up in the church with my homies trying to get a little praise on, but it keeps it down on the low key. Uh, oh. The worship got heavy. This is Jeremy Jordan singing this, to be clear. And and, and Jeremy Jordan is also, he is getting into the movements. Uh Like, I was watching this and I got so much. Kate, how were you? I I, mean, it was so (laughs) bad, you guys. It was really tough to make it through. But I also was like, I was in such awe of what I was experiencing that it it overcame the awkwardness. Yeah, okay, I get that. But, and also I found it interesting. So we get the Jeremy Jordan piece of it, which I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then it gets right into the Dolly one. And I'm like, oh, and it's Chris Brown's forever. But the lyrics have been changed once again to please the Lord. And she goes, it's like I've waited my whole life for this one night. It's going to be me, you and the good Lord. Okay, (laughs) that actually fits more than it should. But (laughs) the whole thing, though, is that like they're trying to incorporate pop music. Queen Latifah is like really traditional is like, no, that has no place in like, you know, us praising God through music. And then at the end, she like comes around. She's like, let's do it. Like, fuck it. And like, <laughs> let's incorporate some pop music. We're doing it live. Yeah. I do think that there was other pop songs they could have chosen. Less that would, sexual like, songs. Can we go <laughs> right? with less sexual songs? That's what yeah, I'm like, Usher, yeah? I think was the, yeah. Like, we yeah, all was know a, the real lyrics. Like, we're really, saying. this is the one we're making into a God song. It, it, it was an interesting choice. It really was. And it's, I sat there watching this several times and I'm like, you know, you thought that kids bop was the worst thing to happen to popular music. No, it was actually joyful noise because this was an experiment experience that I, I I will never staggering. It was staggering. Here's what I also can't believe. I can't believe that this has not made the rounds in the same way that like that is, Julia yes. Stiles dance from like Save the Last Dance. So or, true. Like, other movie scenes like in hindsight were like so insanely cringe. Like this should be a 40 second clip that circulates on Twitter every couple months for people yeah. being like, can you believe this happened? And maybe that's just because like Jeremy Jordan is like not that big of a star. So like he's not mm. that fun to make fun of. But like sure. the whole mashup is so bad that like 
I can't believe that I've never seen this before. Yes. I mean, this was, and that's another part of it is like, it comes out of nowhere. You don't think it's going to happen because. And then it's so much worse than you could have ever imagined. Exactly. And I, I was like, (laughs) what? I was dying. I literally laughed out loud. It was. It was so bad. We'll talk more about it at the end. Um, We'll get back into it. To more. Unbelievably, we haven't gotten to the lowlights yet. So let's do that. (laughs) Amelia. Oh, the lowlights. Yes. Yes. Okay. 40 minutes into this movie. I had no idea what this movie was about. It's like there was a death. There was a couple deaths. Then there was um, them on a bus. And we got a lot of shots of uh, businesses closing down. So I'm like, okay, so there's some financial difficulties here. But then it wasn't really addressed until the 45 minute mark where they finally verbalize that the choir is shutting down due to financial difficulties. And then they're randomly like, but we want to go sing at this competition. And it's just like, I don't, what's going on here? The stakes should have been addressed within like the first five minutes because you're right. The first 45 are just kind of like them living in the town singing and kind of like having interpersonal relationships. And you had no idea what was to come. And I think if like maybe in the first, you know, they obviously knew this competition was coming. I think I want to hook to me a little bit more. Yeah. 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 It's very hard to follow, to be honest with you. Uh, Yeah. Um, Very tough. Big low light for me right at the beginning. There's obviously it's a gospel choir. There's a lot of uh, gospel choir robes, a lot of like the touch step (laughs) snapping. Oh, my God. Gave me like traumatic flashbacks to my high school experience. I did include a picture in the outline. (laughs) I thought this was from the movie. (laughs) I did not take a second look at this photo until this moment. (laughs) They loved to stick us in those robes. (laughs) Also, like in hindsight, like why did we sing so many church songs in my high school choir? It was a lot. It, <laughs> this was actually a performance of Joyful Joyful uh, oh. at the, I believe, the 2012 Christmas show. Oh uh, my God. Wow. There's, you can, so I made touch step. So I just, oh every time God. I see any sort of thing like this, where I, you know, gospel choir music, like amazing. Like, you know, it sounds yeah, great. It's fun sure. to watch, but I just, I can't shake this experience. Um, so Especially for like teenagers. Teenagers yeah. should not be forced to do. Like white teenagers in an Indiana high school <laughs> are just not pulling that off in the way that you think they are. You know, it just doesn't hit like it should. So we should retire that. Oh God. Other low light. It's so weird. They're okay. None of these other people in the choir's stories are fleshed out. They're basically just faceless and they're in the background and they have like one line when they're in group settings, but that's it. But this movie chooses to highlight one storyline about this one woman in the choir who has a fantastic voice, by the way, they should have focused on that as her storyline. She sleeps with another choir member and he dies after they have sex. And it turns out because he has high blood pressure. Okay. So he dies. They like go to the funeral, like in the movie. Anyway, that's like an odd aside. They continue. This is like the, almost the through line of this fucking movie is like her (laughs) trying to find another man that like is not scared to sleep with her because they might die. I was just shocked at the way in which this came up scene after scene after scene, even through like the final moments of this movie. Mm -hmm. Literally Mm -hmm. it ends with her wedding. Like how, why is this such a big plot? Why was this the one storyline that they decided to write in for any of this, this choir? (laughs) Should have been 20 minutes shorter. We could have just fully got, there are so many other plot points, so many other characters. We didn't need this whatsoever. true. Speaking of weird storylines, there's this like also very random bully storyline where there's mm. this kid that has a crush on Kiki Palmer, but all, and is like in the club and like always has wanted her to go out with her, but she like won't leave her house and Jeremy Jordan gets her out. And then also bullies her younger brother. And then there's this, oh God, there's this like altercation in a quarry. I don't know why the hell they're there, <laughs> but like the three, the brother, Kiki Palmer's brother, Jeremy Jordan and this bully kind of duke it out and he basically gets kicked in the balls once and then he's like, okay, okay. And then leaves and never shows up again. I mean, he like is in the band later, but like it just, I was just like, what are these weird storylines that you're inserting for no reason? And they have no, they have no weight to them. I just, yeah. Just didn't also, get it. he threw up blood and it's like, you don't like, that's, <laughs> that's like, you could go to jail for that. Yeah. He threw up blood. <laughs> You could. Um, okay, lastly, sorry, that's my last little light, but 
I love and hate the thing in movies, mostly rom-coms, where the guy in pursuit of the woman does something way too outrageous, way out of line, way too personal for like a date as this gesture of his like love. And then it's like, uh, you're welcome. Like I did this for you. (laughs) It happens in this movie. Jeremy Jordan drives Kiki Palmer several hours. (laughs) Sorry. To basically surprise me, her like estranged father who left them years ago, like never wrote. They have no communication. And he decides that this is like their third day. And he's like, (laughs) and doesn't tell her where they're going. And she's like, oh, you're planning something. He drives her to like his naval base or whatever, (laughs) hours away and on the spot. And then she's like, what? And he's like, I think you meant to say thank you. Like in the movie. (laughs) I was like, you did not. That's terrible. That's not. like, remember the hitch date where like he it takes does. her to Ellis Island yeah. and like researches her dead relative. This is like yeah. that, but times a hundred. It's terrible. Yeah. Like psychopath level. I would have drop kicked this man out of the car. I, <laughs> no. but I do find enjoyment out of it. These insane men. Anyway, that was my last little like, Kate, go ahead. Uh, yeah. And on that note, we have to give Jeremy Jordan a decent role. He is in this. He was in the last five years where his character is just like an asshole who cheats. Mm. Like, He's talented. He's a great voice, but like he's just always an asshole with a good voice in all these mm. movies, and we have to do better for him. So, uh, please, Hollywood, give him another chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Last Little Light, terrible movie. Really sorry, you guys. We should have gone with Akila and the Bee, but we didn't. It does. It does fit the cringe mode it uh, does. assignment. So there is that. But it was a tough watch, especially at the end. Yeah. All right. Let's go through the next couple ones quickly. What is age the best and the worst, Amelia? Uh, best, I would say they have like a little montage. It was like literally a five second montage of uh, Kiki and Jeremy Jordan just like hanging out. And <laughs> she's eating some Hawaiian chip sweet Maui onion flavor. And I was like, oh, my God, I love the Hawaiian chip sweet Maui flavor. You can't really find it anywhere. But when you find it, you got to get it. So I appreciated that. Incredible call out. I've never this tried them. Perfect. Oh, Thank you so you much. You have to try them. They're I so will. Good. Now I will. Dolly Parton has aged the best. This was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. If you look back another 10 years, another 10 years, like she's just <laughs> looked the same. I was Googling so her in 2022. She was just at the AMAs in like seven inch heels and a skin tight jumpsuit. So she's perfect forever. Dolly's going to Dolly. Uh, aged yeah. the worst. Uh, we've said it a million times. This movie is not the best example of her talents, but Kiki Palmer should be a huge star and she should yes. have her own talk show mm. and she should sing more. And yeah. uh, that is age the worst, but she's working on it. She's yeah, she great. is. All right. MVP, Amelia. The singing. I mean, everyone had a good mm-hmm. voice, so I appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? I had to think of something creative. My MVP is my mom's favorite musical artist, um, Chris Christofferson. Mm. And he's in it for about five seconds yeah, because he dies. But then he comes <laughs> so back beginning. to dance with Dolly in a very, very nice little romantic montage. But uh, yes. if this was the rewatchables, he would get the, the Dion Waiters Award because nice. it's like smallest amount of screen time, biggest impact. Love that. Mm, yeah. Love that king. Okay. Uh, and my MVP is Queen Latifah because she just never disappoints despite having so little here to work with. Yeah. Uh, but she always delivers. She's reliable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. All right. It's true. Lightning round. Although there are many choices, pick one person who is truly too good for this movie. I said Courtney B. Vance. I was yep. like, what the yeah. hell are you doing in this? Like, listen, Dolly, Queen Latifah, Kiki, Jeremy, they're all better than this movie. However, Courtney B. Vance, it's like, <laughs> what were you thinking? Right. Well, I mean, maybe, the thing is, like, it makes sense for the other ones. He has right. the, he has no fun. He's like the pastor who says no to everything. Exactly. He doesn't sing. Like, you don't need to exactly. be here. This role could have been anyone. It could have been anyone. Yeah. I'm thinking he probably just signed on because it's like, I would, too, sign Paycheck. on with a movie mm-hmm. with, you know, Dolly and Queen Latifah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think he got tricked, to be honest. Yeah. He did. He did. I hope he got some money. <gasps> Me, too. What uh, is the most joyful noise, Kate? You wrote this. All I did. To Kate. We had to choose the most joyful noise and the least joyful noise in joyful noise. Uh, the most joyful noise was Kiki Palmer's Man in the Mirror cover. Uh, it, yeah. It was, I thought it was great. Liz? Uh, I said from here to the moon and back, it was the, I was not sold on Kiki Palmer and what's that guy's name? Jordan? Jeremy. Jeremy Jordan. Jeremy Jordan. Uh, I was not sold on their romance, but I was between Chris Christopherson and Dolly Parton. That's good, true. Good the Dolly solo was special. Yeah. Uh, what mm-hmm. was the least joyful noise? It has to be the yeah cover, right? <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's, it's the worst so bad. part. Of this. Of me- and that, we didn't make it clear. That mashup has like five different pop songs that yeah. yes. are converted to praise songs. But yeah, starting with yeah, 
it's tough. It doesn't downhill right. from That's there. That's the yeah. low, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Dolly, as you mentioned, Dolly's forever. That's also tough. Yeah, but the forever by Chris Brown, because I, I, I quoted the same thing Amelia pulled. It's like, it's going to be right. me and the good Lord, but it might be. Yeah, it, it probably it's is. It's the sexual energy of that. Just, it's hard to shake. Yeah, uh, it is hard to shake. Very it's, tough. Um, Again, you have to see it to believe you it. You really do. Um, please go watch it. Listen to the next five minutes of this podcast and then go watch it. Please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's keep moving. Tea time's unanswerable questions. Go ahead, Kate. I just have to talk about this in case it's real. I don't know if this is real, but TikTok has a theory that something is afoot between Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde and Don't Worry Darling, which is the movie mm. that she's in with Harry Styles and Chris Pine and uh, comes out in September. But... Every time TikTok has pointed out, a number of TikTokers pointed out that every time Don't Really Darling releases a trailer, other than the very first time, so like a lot of posters, a lot of trailers in recent weeks, most of the cast has been promoting it on social media. Florence Pugh posts about another movie. So Mm. she has not done any sharing, any commenting about this movie since the very first trailer came out a while back. But when the new trailer came out this week, she posted the Oppenheimer trailer on her Instagram story. Uh, which is another movie that she's in. There's just like been a weird vibe. There are all these rumors about her and Olivia Wilde not getting along on set. It's just like her not wanting to do promo. People are really keeping an eye out like if she's going to do interviews or like press cycles. And then Olivia Wilde also immediately after this whole thing started posted an Instagram post about how great it was to work with Florence. Like maybe a little like damage control, which Florence has not interacted with. Oh. Uh, now, I could definitely see Florence Pugh going on Instagram and being like, posting a seven paragraph thing about pitting women against each other and how it's rude. You know how she fucking does this, like the Zach Braff stuff. She always is like, people are so mean to people Uh they don't know. She Mm -hmm. is the love of my life. As I say this affectionately, but she does love to preach about stuff like this. So this is my disclaimer. If she posts on Instagram about the internet, pretending that she and Olivia are fighting, I mean, I guess I'm sorry for that. It might happen. But <laughs> there are some compelling arguments on TikTok uh, about her involvement with this movie. And I just, I, I'm suspicious. I think yeah. there's drama. It seems to be drama. So I'm keeping an eye on it. My unanswerable question was, what is happening? And the answer is, I don't know yet, but I'm going to keep mm. an eye on it. So, Yeah, sure. I'm not on this side of TikTok. So will you keep us posted? I will. And like, you know I'm on this side of TikTok. So. I, know. <laughs> I know you are. Okay, last question, Amelia. Last question. Um, I guess it is emo week at the website, on the website, theringer.com. So love it. I was wondering, though, did you have a favorite emo band <laughs> growing up or or now, honestly? The you answer know, is... Go ahead. My answer was yes. Is your answer oh, no, Kate? My answer is also yes. What was yours? Oh, well, mine's weird. So I don't want to go first. You have to go first. You've set yourself up now. Okay, so I could lie and say like an actual popular emo band, like something that would be like cool and like normal that everyone listened to. But that's actually not my answer. I love this. And I was obsessed in high school. And this is so lame. Do you guys... Taylor Momsen's band, The Pretty Reckless. Oh, yeah. That did like hard, like weird, kind of screamy music. Yeah, it's incredible. Okay, Taylor Momsen from Gossip Girl, FYI. Mm-hmm. She like really in our later teen years kind of went into the music route and like really dove She rebelled, in. yeah. Some of these, there's this one album that me and my best friend Catherine would play in the car to school every day and just like scream. And we were like so mad for really nothing, but we were really mad all the time at the world. And we would like, and this, there's this one song that's like, makes me want to die. And we were like fucking, anyway, it sounds so weird. I have not gone back and listened to that music in a long time, but that I will know every word if it gets put on. And it's a lamer answer than like a cool emo band, but that's, that was real. Mine are embarrassing too. I like it. Because like mine was like Fall Out Boy and Paramore. I went through a big phase. Yeah, that's cool, Kate. No, obviously. It's not. Paramore has come back around. Fall Out Boy will never be cool, uh, which is fine. I accept that. They had that. some good but songs. They did. Honestly, I think that they did. However, I did go in 2013 to Monumentor, which was Ooh. Paramore and Fall Out Boy together. Oh, wow. Uh, and honestly, it was a great time. Oh. My siblings and I went uh, with my best friend from high school and Fun. pretended to be like rockers for a day. Uh, I love that. And it was a great time. No regrets. And Paramore is back now this year. They Although, are. Right. They're performing in like like two hours away. I'm like, why can't you be in LA? Do I have to drive to see 
Haley Williams? Mm. I will. I will drive to see Haley Williams. You should. Williams, but uh, she's, that wow. was my. She's the really, best. Do you, do you have one? Do you have an answer? voice. You know, Paramore is great. I mean, like her voice is just like so. Oh my God, it's incredible. Um, But I would say, I don't, I really wasn't into yeah. emo bands. You know, I guess I like some of the, like, I don't know, My Chemical Romance, except they kind of oh, screamed yeah. and I was like, oh, that my ears, you know. Can I no. ask you a question? Does Panic at the Disco count as emo? Yes. Do we know? I think so. Yeah, I because I was into them for a while. They're too. earlier. What was that one song? They're like, I'm in a wedding or that something. one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that one's emo. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. What's that? I chime in with a. Th- uh, what yes. is that? Having people. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> what is that song? I anyway, can't remember so what it's called. We all know it. It's their song. It's, it's, it's a good time. song. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah. we're emo experts here at theraver.com. Uh, I, I know. Go listen to some other pods and articles yeah. that everyone <laughs> There have uh, really yes. earlier on Ringer Dish. So we'll plug it. Early on Ringer Dish this week, Rob and Charles got into My Chemical Romance versus Fall Out Boy. So if you're they into did. that. Nice. Produced by Kaya. There you go. There Mayor. you go. Go listen to that. Listen to After it. you watch the <laughs> mashup <laughs> from Joyful Noise on YouTube at least twice. You're welcome. Okay, that's it. We're oh calling God. it. Thank yep. you guys so much for listening. And thank you to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Watermeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.